Welcome to the Hilton Effect podcast series. This year marks Hilton's 100th anniversary and the Hilton Effect, as the authors define it, is the positive world-altering impact that Hilton has had and continues to have on billions of lives and thousands of communities around the globe. At the heart of Hilton's success stories are the thousands of dedicated team members who care deeply about providing the best hospitality experiences for guests across Hilton's thousands of hotels. I'm Yolanda Brown, and in this series, I will be interviewing inspirational team members from across Hilton's hotels and offices in Europe, Middle East and Africa to find out the secrets behind the award-winning Hilton teams and learn what motivates these teams to lead the way in hospitality for the next century. Today, I am pleased to welcome Yevgenia Khalavka to the podcast, Development Manager for Hilton in the Middle East and North Africa. Based in Dubai, Yevgenia is part of a team responsible for the company's rapid growth in new locations. Thank you so much for being here with us. Could you just let me know, what is the role of a development manager? What do you do? What we do is go out into the market and work with the owners and investors on the new hotels. It's either done by the new build or a conversion. It's usually done in the form of the franchise or a management contract. And we look after region of Middle East and North Africa. Oh, wow. A big growing market as well. Yeah, exactly. I'm very very (laughs) very exciting market as well. Yes, absolutely. And how did you get into it? All started five years ago. So I've been with Hilton for over five years. And I started as a trainee as part of the elevator program. So when I was actually living in the UK previously, I was living in Oxford studying in Oxford Brookes University. And when I was finishing the master's degree in hospitality, I was thinking, okay, what shall I do next? And one of the options was to go to these different development programs and Hilton was one of them. And Hilton struck a chord with me specifically because I wanted at the time to become a general manager. Nice. I love the ambition. That's great. <laughs> and uh, that's what the elevator program is all about, is to prepare you to be a general manager within five to eight years. Sure. So it's kind of fast track to general manager. So I started with Hilton in 2013. So you do two placements, nine months each. My first placement was in Istanbul. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. And what's better, it was pre-opening hotels. So when I started, we were only 20 people. Wow. So you got to see the full progression into the launch of, exactly. of the Exactly. And, and I think by the time we opened, we were around 500 people working. Wow. So you see this growth from, you know, very small number of people to this massive. And I guess working quite directly with the general manager of that project. I guess. Exactly. Really Not good. only general manager, but all of the 4Ds, like four directors, yes. which you say. So. In there, I started. My first allocation was in the finance department and then IT and then I was in operations. Lovely. And from there, I moved to London and I was in Hilton London Canary Wharf working in HR and business development. So by the end of the program, I worked in every single department. Fantastic. (laughs) There is. All the knowledge that you need to be a a a great general manager. Yes. Yeah. So once I finished that, you need to find your own work within the Hilton. So I was thinking, okay, so what should I do next? And there was a few different offers. I was particularly interested in revenue. You know, I was I really like to play with my Excel sheets. That's great. <laughs> and as well work with people. So one of the offers I received was in Dubai working as a pre-opening manager. Right. For the Middle East and Africa. So in there, it's kind of, I was very lucky because we were looking for someone who has experience 
in quite a few of departments because you need to help to set up new uh, new departments. Sure. So you're basically a general manager before hotel opens. Brilliant. And you're you're bringing in the team that would then run that hotel. Exactly. And then plus I had the pre-opening experience, which is very valuable because not so many people do the pre-opening. Sure. So I started as a pre-opening manager. And from there, I was working together with um, pre-opening director for the region. And I was working directly with the owners on so many projects, and I got recommended for development. Oh, So they actually reached out to me to be a development manager, which sounded so cool because, you know, like in... In the office, the developers are like the coolest people. Well, of course, if you see her here, <laughs> absolutely super cool. <laughs> yeah, because they're the ones who travel everywhere. You know, they're the ones who get like all the glory because of the pipeline growth. Yes. And so it was like an absolute honor to be reached out. So I started as a development manager. Brilliant. And that's yeah. the journey. It's fantastic. <laughs> and how did you know you wanted to be in hospitality before getting to university? How did you know that was the area that you wanted to get into? Well, I love the travel. So this is all started with the travel. Mm. So I'm from Russia. And in Russia, I am from uh, Omsk. That is a city in uh, Siberia. Yeah, that's right. Yes. <laughs> very far away and very cold. <laughs> um, and in there, I... Um, When I was at school, I used to swim professionally and we would travel all across Siberia and in Russia as well to to go on competitions. And it was my favorite part. Always, whenever we'll go to the competition, we will travel by train. That's why I really love travel by train. Sure. It's still to this day. <laughs> and we would stay in all of these different cities. And it was always so exciting, you know, as we talked with you before, like yeah. meeting the new people, somebody from different cities, even within the same countries. We're all different. We're all you different. Know? Yes, yeah. absolutely. And so you've said you, you grew up in Siberia. You now live in Dubai. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a big difference. There's a big difference there you know the weather from minus 50 to plus 50 exactly so how has your life changed in that respect before I moved to Dubai, I lived in uh, England about 10 years. Sure. So, so you had a nice steady <laughs> yeah, <sort of> decrease <laughs> in temperature as you went. <laughs> yeah. But uh, in a way, like it's interesting how it is similar, how you live in this kind of uh, adverse weather. Because in, uh, so in Omsk, the temperature goes up to minus 40. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but in Dubai it goes up to plus thirty, and it stays that way throughout the summer. Yes. So the way how you deal with that is actually pretty the same. Stay indoors. Stay indoors, <laughs> exactly. And we we ha- in Siberia in the cars we have heaters. In Dubai you have aircons. Yes. So it's pretty much the same how you cope with that. And I'm so still interested in your sort of world travel, if you like, and your mm. sort of first post in Istanbul. So from London to Istanbul mm. um, for your management trainee. Tell us a bit about how that was settling into the program because you're leaving sort of the bubble Mm. of university you're into real work and then all of these different positions was it overwhelming in any way it was so overwhelming I mean at the time in Istanbul in 2013 when I was moving there they had this massive protest so when I was going there you know, they were burning the cars. And and so my parents were like, what are you doing? <laughs> it's like, where are you going? Get out of there. <laughs> no, but um, I loved living in Istanbul. It was really fantastic. 
is just such a beautiful city and it's full of wonders. I mean, you have this thousand years old mosque and churches yeah. and then you have the modern architecture and the food is so good. And I mean, I was very nervous about going there. But once I got there and uh, met the team at the hotel and then I made friends along the way in sure. Istanbul itself, I thought I could stay there forever. Istanbul just, if you're there living as a local, you sure. you will love it. Because you know where to go. You know where to go. And, yeah. that, you know, I've stayed in, in a lot of hotels over the time. And the best sort of service and hospitality I've felt is when you ask somebody, you know, I'm here for a whistle stop tour. I've got the how many hours? Where shall I go? And it's usually the people that can tell you, look, go off the beaten path, go to this place. And, you know, this is where the locals hang out. This is where you'll get the great food. And it's amazing that you immerse yourself into that culture. It's equally as important as the service, you know, having that knowledge of the area that you're working in. So it's fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. And the places which look in the, in the shabbiest, usually <laughs> the tastiest food. The tastiest food. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and to this day, Hilton remains one of the world's fastest growing hotel companies. Mm-hmm. Um, how are the development team ensuring your growth? You've spoken about the different departments. How do they continue to make you grow in, in your position? Well, I'm I'm very lucky. I have a fantastic boss and uh, he always empowers to do more. I mean, what he says, it's like, first do and then be sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Yeah, have the confidence to do. Yeah, exactly. So in the Middle East, I'm a girl and I'm from Russia, yes. fair, like fairly young. And you would think, how does she deal with these owners who are like the sheikhs and <laughs> government and all of that? But it's actually, it's really not a problem. Why do you think it's not a problem? Is it because you know your job and you know what you're there to do? That, but plus as well, you're dealing with educated people. The big companies, while they're doing as well as they do, they usually are well-educated We have a great consultant. In UAE, you will mention what everybody speaks English. You've been there. Um, It's really not speaking Arabic. It's really not an issue. And you will see it across the Middle East, the type of owners which we work with. They're all very well versed in English. So you can It's about the business and it's about the growth. Exactly. And um, you've already been responsible for signing a hotel deal already. (laughs) Um, and, and, and that's a huge achievement. What, what does that entail? And sort of what's the next sites for you? What, what are you looking for next? <laughs> Sign more hotels. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, the signing the hotel, it's an incredibly hard job. <laughs> because in the, in the manager role, it's more of a supporting role because we have the developers who sure. go and develop. And I support them in terms of the paperwork and as well looking at the leads, um, also doing like different due diligences and so on. So as I was talking about empowering, so my boss, Carlos, he empowered me. So you're ready. You can sign a deal. So uh, I was given the opportunity to work on the hotel and uh, so it happened it's a wonderful uh, double tree in Dubai in a really good location with a great owner yes, yes. so I've been very lucky uh, about that but it's really not easy on the developing just because of the scope of work as I was talking about what mm. we you need to work with so many different teams to bring it all together yes. and explain wider audience why we need to have hotel in that location and how it will make money for us and to the owner. And uh, so it requires a lot of not only negotiation skills, but as well influencing skills. Yes, very true. Very true. Mm. Which you have in abundance, <laughs> which is yeah. fantastic. And I, I love the fact that you've had these experiences to travel um, and experience different cultures. Can you share another story about, you know, being immersed in, in another culture that's away from where you studied? 
Mm. So one of my favorite places in the Middle East, and I'm I'm just so surprised not so many people go there or know about it. It's Oman. Oh yes, absolutely. Have you been to Oman? Yes, yeah, it's beautiful. Very, very unspoken about, which is really strange. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so there is this place in Oman. It's called Salala. It's like an oasis. So if you've been to the all Arabian Peninsula during the summer, it's very, very hot. Sure. So it's desert, kind of uncomfortable, but. In Salala, from May to October, they have so they have the mountains. So it creates this area yeah. uh, with the and they have the monsoon. So it's very very green. Even if you're flying from Dubai, you see the desert, 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 desert green. Green. <laughs> it's it's out of this world, and it's such a beautiful place. I mean, uh, they have the waterfalls, they have the running uh, rivers, um, they have these beautiful white beaches, they have those palms which are those like long and green. It's, it reminds me of Thailand a little bit. Uh-huh. very good. Yeah. So the story in there, the local people, they're the most like hospitable people I met so far. And so we were going to Salala to see a couple of sites. So we have an owner who is uh, interested to develop a few hotels in Salala. And we, of course, were very excited because it's a beautiful place. We want more hotels in there. So we, uh, then we arrived. So we arranged the driver, who was the local Amani guy, and went to go and see a site. It was a long day. I was uh, with my colleague Nisreen. And so we traveled from site to another site. We walked around. And then, like, the day was quite long. So then we were kind of passing by. There's, like, there was this idyllic place next to the river. And the taxi driver suddenly stopped, even though it wasn't on our uh-huh. on our list. He stopped. And he's like, girls, like, you, you need to, like, look around here. It's I really beautiful. That. Yes. <laughs> but then we come back. He bought us coffees and pastries. He's like, oh. you look tired. <laughs> Have some energy. Go, exactly. go and you, you, need, you need a half an hour break. Oh. I mean, what? when was the last Beautiful. time taxi driver yes. bought you a coffee? <laughs> That's, that that sums he, them up, doesn't yeah. it? Yes. And he just was so proud of, like, of the beauty of the nature of his homeland. So he just wanted us to, like, you know, stop and, and enjoy and it. And experience it. And experience yes. it. So... I, I thought that was so sweet. Oh, that was wow. so sweet. And uh, that's why for me, like whenever people like asking, okay, we are in Middle East, uh, like where you want to go, everybody, you know, everybody going to Dubai. And, yes. Like, if you have a chance, go to Salala. Yes, and you want your, your guests to experience that as well. And it will come to them if the hotel is there, I Yeah, guess. exactly. So, the, you know, it's one of those Hilton things where you build it and they come. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, we were first in so many places. So, you know, why not? We already have a Hilton Salala, by the way, if you want well, to go. <laughs> sold and sold. <laughs> I think a lot of us will be going out there now. <laughs> and it's not just the culture. You're you're very much a foodie like me. You love trying different foods. Mm. Um, and sort of you're able to try these on your travels. You're able to try lots of different types of food. What would be a personal highlight for you? And I'm very aware that my tummy might start rumbling here. Okay. <laughs> I mean, you need to write this down. <laughs> here we go. Pen and, pen and paper. Um, the Lebanese food, it's absolute favorite of mine. And uh, they have this dish called molakia. Molakia. It doesn't look very exciting, I have to tell you. <laughs> Many good food doesn't look good. <laughs> it's, so it's kind of like this chicken broth in this green leaves. And it's just amazing. I oh. mean, it's a special, like next to our office, there's Lebanese restaurant. It's a special on Wednesdays. And <laughs> we will find you there on Wednesdays. <laughs> every Wednesday you'll find me there. <laughs> That, well, that you you sold it well. I can't, I can't and wait to try. And there are so many so many places where I travel. You know, it's 
the the food is the primary reason <laughs> why I like to travel. You know, I always like to try something new and try different cuisines. Surprisingly enough, two of my favorite places for food it's Saudi Arabia. Uh-huh. The food is amazing there, and as well in Pakistan. Brilliant. Yeah, they have like. So in you pa- like those rich flavors? That that's what you're looking for. Yeah, yeah. and in Pakistan, the the meat in there, the way they cook it, and the way they serve it, it's just ah, uh, it, like I mean, I'm hungry already. Like <laughs> just, think, just thinking about it. <laughs> We're going it. for lunch after this. <laughs> <laughs> now, how is it as a millennial working mm. at Hilton? You know, Hilton is it set up well for the growing millennial workforce? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Hilton been on the forefront of uh, innovation, you know, from A to Z, you know, in terms of it's so easy to sell because we what we do is we sell Hilton to the investors. And it's so easy to do it Yes, because we have so much innovation, especially going to our Hilton owners app. You know, you can check in and with the app, absolutely. you can go into the room with your phone. I mean, it's just so exciting and it's so easy to explain the owner what's the benefits of it, you know. So if you're able to check in, if you're able to go into the room, so you need less labor yeah. or they can concentrate of actually, you know, being with the guest and being something meaningful rather than, you know, this check in, check out, which is quite boring and everybody <laughs> wants to get, get through get it. Get going, yes. Get yes. going, yes. So we can actually spend the time when the guest needs and then you'll be able to help. And then as well, there are so many more things um, in terms of uh, how we work. We have to use a lot of systems, which I really like. I, I mean, because it just saves you time. So I know Thrive is a big initiative at Hilton. How do you thrive? And you'll be surprised by traveling. <laughs> <laughs> I feel that. I feel that. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, my favorite part of the Thrive initiative is the um, staff discounts we have in our hotels. Uh-huh. So you can travel to all of these fancy places which you usually wouldn't be able to afford. So I've been to staying in the world of Astoria on the Palm, Lovely. a lot of Astoria in Ras Al which are beautiful places where you like really would want to stay. And I able to whenever like my parents are coming over, so I able to treat them Lovely, which I really love which is always a bonus yes yes yeah and then we also have like now and then there we have the like this desk yoga sessions I love it I can see your your face beaming when you say these things and I guess all of that helps for you to want to be at work want to do well and want to do the best for the team right yeah absolutely you, you know when you're looking forward to going to work yes it, this is exactly the case I really looking forward to going to work every day and uh, to work and you never know in development as well. You never know what the life will bring you yes, every day yes. because we have um, the inquiries. So, you know, you never know from where people will call you. They can sure. call you, you know, all the way from Morocco. They can call you all the way. It could be somebody in Dubai and yeah. saying, listen, I'm looking forward to like build a hotel. And you you, know, you never know what's going to happen. And then as well, the same with the travels. Like you one day you're here and then the next day you need to be somewhere else. Yeah. Mm. And, and tell me, what is your personal interpretation mm. of the Hilton effect? What what effect has working at Hilton had on your life? It's definitely got more interesting and I have the job, which I love. Yeah. Um, so that's the effect for me. And I learned with Hilton, like and I wouldn't say I grew up with Hilton, but it's my first kind of serious job starting from the elevator program and going to the manager. Yeah. I mean, I had the jobs before, but really within the company, it's uh, the way I grew up and become a professional. 
Well, I, I can definitely see sort of the amazing journey you've had just within this five years. It's refreshing and congratulations to you. Um, wishing you all the very best for the future. And thank you for coming in to speak to us. Uh, thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> now, this episode marks the end of the Hilton Effect podcast series. It has been amazing to hear the wonderful stories and diverse voices and roles that have come together to make Hilton the leading global hospitality company. Howard by its amazing people and team. Thank you so much for listening. I've been Yolanda Brown. Take care. Bye.